This is Not Another Church Podcast with your host, Pastor Tom. All right, so let's start this week's episode of Not Another Church Podcast here at North Glencoe Baptist Church. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, uh, where we are this week, um, kind of kind of bouncing around uh, from topic to topic of the last few weeks. We had a direction, but that kind of got changed a little bit. If you're listening to this, uh, again, right about now, Pastor Tom is in the hospital, hopefully going home within the next 24, 48 hours or so. But uh, he did have a, a pretty serious heart attack uh, about a week ago, uh, if, again, if you're listening to this, when we're recording it. And, uh, and so he's kind of out of pocket for a minute, but I'm sure he'll be back in a few weeks. Um, talking about whatever it is he wants to talk about. We have a lot of pent up energy, so yes, and they're just, just left with you and yeah, I. Yeah, we now. may just have yeah. to have a like <laughs> past like a moments with Pastor Tom only podcast because he'll just have a lot of stuff to say. Celebration with Pastor Tom. Yeah, I mean he he'll can, just yeah. have a ton of things to say. Um, but yeah, I mean if you if you so if you hear this or if you're listening, you know throughout this week, you know he may be home by now or whatever. And it, but just continue to pray for his recovery and for Ann and the kids and stuff as they're uh, going through this and and so. With us having a turn two kind of quickly, what we kind of talked about was it just kind of fell out of time that both in our student ministry um, and Donna in the children's ministry, we we're both kind of starting new series, or not in children's ministry, in the women's ministry. Right. We're both mm-hmm. kind of starting new series, new studies, and we were like, well, let's just talk about what we've already studied up on and just kind of review some of those yes. things. And, and, and honestly, you know, some people may not have, who were maybe in this on in uh, the Bible study on Wednesdays may not be hearing your stuff and some of our parents some of my parents in our student ministry may not hear about what we teach about on Wednesdays and so it's just it's a refresher it's something different uh, that you may not have heard during the week and so we thought this week so in our student ministry we are starting a study in uh, Proverbs over the next few weeks and and so kind of how I, I do stuff in student ministry is I look at I look at it in semesters because that's just kind of how they schedule everything. Right. Their life rotates around that time. Yeah. Well, yeah. and honestly, it makes it easy for me because like the schedule's pretty easy to go by. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's pretty simple. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, but each semester I try to do um, uh, to, in an expository way, an expository preaching way, go through a book of the Bible or like a, a section. So we may not go through all of Matthew, but I may just do like six or eight weeks in the Sermon on the Mount or, or just a, a, a huge uh, piece of a narrative or like uh, this past semester, this the fall semester, we went through uh, Galatians. And so we went through an epistle. And then this semester, we went, are going to go through Proverbs. And obviously, we're not going to go through all the, all of Proverbs, but I want to kind of hit the highlights look, look, look. and the As high As a parent with two kids that are in the ministry with you right now, I have two teenagers going through his ministry. You're hitting wisdom literally. Yeah. literature and I'm <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. yes all the wisdom that you can pour into yeah, my yeah. children it's, have at it that's, that's kind of what we're thinking of of because I remember being How a smart teenager you thought you were. I, mean, I remember being a teenager <laughs> not that long ago like when again as this is being recorded I'm 24 and so not that long ago was I uh, not as wise as I am now um, <laughs> you've grown so much in the last few years <laughs> and making really yeah. stupid decisions and saying really stupid things look when you hit your 40s like some other people that I know very well um you're gonna look at that time period and go wow what was I thinking well with that? It, I honestly you know? have to like I have to be honest here when I looked, but even in this, which just kind of just shows like the irony of it, even when I looked back at the Proverbs series that I had done in a former church when I was like 18, mm-hmm. I, I pulled it up like the end of last week or so. And I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and get my mind right for next week and kind of get a game plan of where I'm heading. And I read over the series and I was like, 
this is awful. <laughs> this is so bad. Like, yeah. you taught this to kids? Yes, yes. Like, who listened? Like, you didn't say anything of what you spoke for 30 minutes, but didn't say anything. Did you go look up all the children in the ministry at the time or the students they're all in the ministry at the now, time? I'm sure. And it's all because I didn't do anything. No, they're not. They're all pretty Matt sent them into pretty, paganism. They're all pretty good yes. kids. No. Um, but I, just, I don't think that. I, I feel, Anytime God's word goes out, you know, though, true. that he works in spite of us it's so been, many times. It is so much bigger than me. And yeah. praise God for that because I, I've. Looking back at, and then that put me down a rabbit trail of looking at some other old stuff in my early weeks or months or years of student ministry. It's like, man, you really, you really stunk it up. <laughs> you really stunk it up sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, I wanted to go to Proverbs because I think it's kind of a, not necessarily a misunderstood book, but like it's, it's more than like, you know, old wives tales or like good tongue in cheek kind of funny phrases or more than Jesus see Aesop's fables. Like it's okay. It's, so, so, question. Let's just start with the fact that when you're looking at a proverb, um, <laughs> uh, I've got a funny one that I'll, I'll mention in a few minutes. But say you're looking at one that says, you know, um, raise your children in the way they should go. When they're all there, they will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Well, parents who end up with the place where their child does depart from the things that they had emphasized in their home and has as they were growing up, we take that genre of the Proverbs literature and realize that that's not a promise, Yeah, that it is a general idea of wisdom, of God's wisdom, of how to apply it to our life, but it does not negate the fact that people can choose to do differently than what the Word of God says. Well, in kind of the context of Proverbs that a lot of scholars see is that this is, as the first verse tells us of Proverbs chapter 1, that it is the, these are the Proverbs, these are the sayings, this is the wise advice of of Solomon, the son of David. And it's, the, the context around it, a lot of scholars see is that this is King Solomon mm-hmm. as a wise king, mm-hmm. uh, again, at the time, and essentially up until Jesus, is the wisest man that earth has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and out, again, outside of Jesus, even up in our time, outside of Jesus, from a a human standpoint, is up there for the close number. To, I mean, with with I mean, there's no. I'm not sure anybody else who can challenge that number two spot. Right. You know, right. I mean, Solomon. God gives Solomon wisdom, and he gives him power and fame and riches and stuff like that. Now, Solomon squanders a good bit of that and oh, messes wow, a lot of that up. Ever, yeah. Um, but we see this in Solomon as the wisest king, and as a wise king, writing. What again, a lot of scholars think is writing to his heir, writing to his son, saying, yeah. This is how you can be a wise king. Look, these are my some, sons. Yeah. these are to my sons, these are these are kind of some ways that being wise looks like as the king. And there's a ton of turn, there's a ton of things that that we that, that you can see uh, there that can maybe kind of point to those things. Um, to make it again more of, and you know, if he's telling a prince to raise your king to your kids this way, okay, David. I mean, and even look at this situation, even backing up in the same family line, David hopefully raised some kids well. He raised Solomon okay, and Solomon is okay, but, you know, he raised Absalom, and guess what Absalom did? You know, it, he yeah. kind of really messed things up there, and so it, it's it's obviously... A, because we're sinners. David was a sinner. We know that, that we know that Solomon was. There's no perfection. Yeah, these are other of, these are of sinners of interacting with other sinners, and so guess what? There's going to be some there's going to be some fractures and some breakages. But we do here. know Solomon's wisdom was renowned at the time and is even to this day. Yeah, and so again, there's some of the classics you think of: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, which my parents love this next one: uh, if you spare the rod, you hate your kids. Yeah, you <laughs> spare who, the rod, spoil the child. <laughs> yeah, and the one who loves their children are careful to discipline. Uh, my rear end knows that one way too well. <laughs> 
<laughs> it just does. Um, yeah. And there's pride goes before destruction. Uh, but a, a, a look, 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 let me throw this one out. I, okay, so I went. To, I grew up in a small country independent Baptist church that that I grew up in, and uh, one of the men there that that I grew up, he was just a few years kind of. He's that generation that was right ahead of me. Like his kids are just ahead of us yeah. having kids. Like we were teenagers when he was a young adult, married, having kids, starting his family. But one of his favorite ones to quote was, um, "It's better to dwell in the corner of a rooftop than in a wide house with a brawling woman." <laughs> <laughs> now, he was a young married man at the time, but he would throw that out all the time. And we, it was just, it was the funniest thing. But some of that is so rich and so good because if you're sharing that with your child, like occasionally I'll send a Proverbs to, um, we have the three boys, Noah, Eli, and Lucas, and I will, uh, um, on our little family group, I'll try to send out occasional wisdom literature stuff. I'm trying not to hit the eye roll button too hard, you know, like they're not angry because, my, oh, it's another text from mom, yeah. you know, but every so often I'm trying to send out some wisdom to them, you know, so while we laugh, and especially those of us who've been married a lot of years <laughs> and know what that looks like, but with them and just saying, you know, look, your choice of spouse as you walk away from that, is so important to well, your and, entire life. And Proverbs talks about we see the whole passage that's preached like what every other mother every other Mother's Day about how Proverbs describes a, a godly woman, how Proverbs describes <laughs> a describes a wise woman, and so Proverbs is a book that while we I always try to it, say I'm a fr- Proverbs 32 woman. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the part that they dropped it's out. Really, it <laughs> is know? it is a fairly practical book that we can yeah, look at. Again, it's not full of like even when you know I, I think of an example of with Solomon when Solomon has the two ladies come to him. Him as king and say, hey, can you can you can you clear up this dispute for us? This is my baby, but woman A says this is my baby, but woman B says, hey, that's my baby too. And Solomon says, all right, cut the baby in half. Okay, Solomon's not literally saying cut the baby in half. That's obviously not what Solomon wanted, but he knows that if he's serious about that, guess what? The real mom is going to step up and say, no, 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 please, no, she can have him. She can have it. She can have the baby. Yeah, Don't kill my, the kill my baby. baby. Yeah, I love the baby. Yeah, yeah, and so when you see that, that wasn't uh, Solomon doesn't really literally want you to spare the to, to kill the baby. Right. That's not what we want but what he's doing is in his wisdom is using this kind of off the cuff kind of kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of phrases to expose the heart of the lying woman and the mother and so those kind of things are again keeping in context when we're reading this of a lot of these aren't necessarily to be taken literally they're they're very again tongue-in-cheek turn of phrase kind of thing um, it's an, it's designed to make you think. Yes, and then it's also designed to have practical application. Yes. all of through Proverbs as you go through there. I mean, this is real life. This is where the you know we use the phrase like where the rubber meets the road, yeah. that sort of thing. This is where you have to break down and realize that following after Christ has some practical application to your daily life, to how you parent, to how you love your spouse, to how you love your children, even to things like the character of the person, mm-hmm. your work ethic, um, your your morality is going to be contained in all of this and you see that each one of these as you break it down you look at you know this is where Solomon said okay do this do this do this and don't do this yeah and so moving like into I guess the we've kind of talked hit on some of the context of Proverbs and like some of that so like we think of this whole theme of being wise and so when I was talking to our students last night I was thinking okay hey what do you guys think of when you think of wisdom and at least for me, when I would have been a student, and even now, some, I think of wisdom as, like, I think of I think of my granddad, who's a lot older than me. And it's not necessarily, for me, like, I, you would, like, as a kid, I would think, like, Gandalf with a long beard and a wizard or <laughs> yeah, something, right, like, wizard-wise. Right, yeah. Like, that's just yeah. kind of what I put together. And 
but I think of I like I think of again of my granddad who's like the most meek and humble and like loving in one of the individuals he's been a pastor for many many years and so I look at him and I think of like you know what he's he's wise but I, I often talk to him and he's like man I just don't I don't have it all figured out I've lived this long and and whatever and we'll get into but why he learned from life well, like yeah. as he went he was taking notes kind of thing he learned as he went and that's one of those things that you see that Solomon yeah. has done and, yeah. and, and writes it down and so like for me like I'm, I'm trying to paint the picture of what is wisdom to our my 11 through 18 year olds on Wednesday nights. Like, what does that look like? Like, what is. Can, Have what you is, asked that question yet? Yeah, that's what we asked last night. Was, and so we kind of was like, what is wisdom? So, how what did is they that? respond? Well, I kind of asked it rhetorically and then kind of tried to define wisdom. And yeah. because this, this, what we looked at is the standard and the epitome of wisdom is God. God is all wisdom. Again, right. and we even said this and I heard the pastor say this. Um, that we are extremely finite. Like, I, I, I don't understand, as, as Scripture tells us, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Like, the way that my mind thinks and processes is, is very telescope-wise, like, or, or tunnel vision, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I am zeroed in on this one piece of time or this one part of eternity. But then we we, we are children of a God that sees the 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 year and the time that I'm in now, the year that was there before, the years that are to come, and knows all, has breathed scripture into all. all, planned it all. Uses it all for his purposes Absolutely. and glory. And like I don't see that. I don't I don't see I can't see how like in my in my self centeredness, in my pride, in my arrogance, I get so in my anxiety, in my impatience. I see all these, like I see a situation like, okay, I got to do this and I got to work on this and I got to make sure that I get this done and we got to work this out. We got to fix it. I'm a fixer. Like I, if I see a problem, I want to fix yeah. it. I mean, my fiance have that like argument all the time. She's like, give me, <laughs> she's like, give me some space. Like yeah. I'll fix, she's like, give me some space. I need to talk about it. I was like, there's nothing to talk about. So where's the, the brawling man the, scripture, right? I need to look that up. I'm not even about fixing, fixing a car. It's like, you know, I had this problem with somebody and like, I just, I don't know. Do I, I was like, talk. Let's go ask them. Like, did they mean this? Did they mean? I was like, well, let's just we let's not sit around and talk about. It. Let's just go ask them what they mean. Like, let's just go figure it out. And it's so and, typical like, of am, a man golly. and a woman, and how we see things differently. So I I want to hop on. Like, hey, let me just let's just fix it now. Like, we got all the like we got all let's the tools. Just let's just go happen. do it. Let's like, why why it. are we yes. waiting around? Yes. And so I am I as believers even in, in all the of situations us, where you should wait a few hours. Oh yeah, for and, sure. Yesterday yeah. I lost my Bible and sat down and on Amazon. I was like, no, what? Got to order a new Bible. Bible. Guess what? I went home. My Bible was there. Like so, I didn't order. Luckily, I paused and didn't order a new one. But I'm just. I'm gonna fix that right now. I know, I'm just gonna fix it. I'm just gonna fix it. It's done. And so I, in my finite mind, and in my, and it's honestly out of my sinful heart. Like I don't, I don't trust God as as He knows all and sees all. I look there. I look down this tunnel of what I'm going through, what I'm facing in that moment. And so I'm finite. I often don't act and make wise decisions. I make impatient and off the cuff and. This Seems is like what there's I, a Proverbs for that. This is what I, this is what I need right now. So this is what I'm gonna do right now. Yeah. When sometimes that's not necessarily how it works. And so to know that God def- is the definition and God defines wisdom. All truth is God's truth. And so people say that, and you're like, hold on, Matt, what do you mean? So look, like, wait, okay. We just had a discussion about this in women's ministry. We were we we, we revisited, excuse me, I cannot talk, but we <laughs> we revisited. We we visited. We, 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 we visited. <laughs> uh, we revisited the, the story of the one, the Samaritan woman at Jacob's mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. in um, John chapter 4. So we went back there, and we dug into the part of it where he says to her, you know, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask for me, and, and I would give you the 
the gift of and the gift of God is used as a reference in there. Well, as you read through that, you realize that as we allow Scripture, of course, to um, explain itself, you see that he's talking about, and he begins to talk about it's now is the time for those true true worshipers who worship in spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to dig into what it means to worship in spirit and truth. And boy, trying to explain that God is truth and then not just that he's truthful, not just that what he says is true, but that the nature of God is where truth. It's where, it's where we he, it's where we define I, truth. I'm so scared of even now trying to say something to, that Pastor Tom will tell us later <laughs> we're way off. But, you know, just trying to use words and vocabulary to explain that God is truth. Well, and, and how, like I said, how I heard this pastor say it was, you know, if an atheist walks outside and says, hey, the sky is blue. Well, he, that that's true, and so all truth is God's truth. Like right. if someone even who right. doesn't even believe in God can state something that's true, and truth is God's truth. Mm-hmm. All God is all knowing. All truth is rooted in Scripture and who God is and God what is God love. is. Absolutely. So that all these things we derive from God. Everything being is truthful, rooted in Him. Everything, including wisdom, and so there is no truth outside of God. And even if culture disagrees with that truth, it doesn't mean that God's wrong. It doesn't change the, the truth. culture's incorrect. Like that's just you know, I can again, I can go out and say the sky's purple. You know who's wrong? Me. Like because it's not purple. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And and we do, and it is that way because cultures is fractured. Like even Paul in Romans eleven says, "Oh, the depths and the wonders of the knowledge of God. Like oh, how deep it is to know yeah. God yeah. and to like and I can't like the depth of it. He uses that word depth as in like it's he's in wonders of how deep it is because he can't view it. Like I can't I, I can't I can't really know sitting in in Glencoe, Alabama, how deep the ocean is. Like I don't we can guess there's parts of the ocean that we don't know how deep it is because physically we can't get there and that's like as close as I can get to wrapping my mind around. I know it's there. Like I can see it. I know a little bit of what extent is in the ocean. Like I know a little bit of, of what extent God's wisdom goes and how mm-hmm. God is all knowing. Mm-hmm. And what, but in terms of like, again, we're preaching through Luke and, we're, and stuff right now. And as I'm studying that, seeing all of these different pieces that have moved in from a few chapters before the beginning of the whole book of Luke. And then we're I mean, pulling stuff. And that's from, our Sunday morning services that yeah, we're in Luke. Yeah. And, and, and so, like, just looking at, even all throughout, just in the example of Scripture, how everything is working together, this thread line of the coming Messiah, and then everything after, you know, the end of all the Gospels, it's how everything goes, and everything is worked together for us to live out a Christ-like life, and how to learn from that, and how to live So you like started that. with the youth, and you started with just an introduction yeah. of Proverbs. This is the type of genre it is, meaning this is, you know, we call it wisdom literature. It goes along with Psalms and Proverbs, uh, you yeah. know, Ecclesiastes, all those books We want to throw there. James in there, too, the New Testament. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And as you're looking through all of those things, um, so where are you going to head with the kids when you're, well, when they look, so somebody who's listening to us now, when they're opening up the book of Proverbs, how do we, is there a, a you know, how are you going to organize it? How okay, are you planning? So this is kind of where we laid this out. Cause I kind of always want to make sure I don't leave us at either an introduction or whatever. I want to make sure that we leave with something practical and applicable. I mm-hmm. feel like that's just because that's what the word of God is. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm looking at this, uh, when I'm looking, okay. And so I'm going to read some of the first few verses of Proverbs chapter one. The Pro- verse one: The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Then these are to know here to know wisdom and to know instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction and in wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in 
learning. And so I, I kind of start there. I said, look, I want to make sure you understand these are why the Proverbs are here so that you can know wisdom and instruction. You can know things. You can, you can obey things. You can be taught things. You can understand words of insight. You can understand how to deal with things wisely. Again, if we're looking at the context of all this, if this is Solomon writing to, um, if this is Solomon writing to an heir to the throne, mm-hmm. okay. And so, but again, right now it says Proverbs, son of David. I, again, if we believe that Scripture all works together to show the nature and glory of the Messiah, that son of David carries weight. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just. It. It's just not. It's not flippantly placed there. Yeah. So we see this son of David, and personally, I believe that like when we see, if we know that God defines wisdom and God is the definition of it, then we see, as we'll see later, Isaiah eleven talks about there would be coming a wise. Messiah. In, in Proverbs chapter 8, there's a, a embodiment of someone who is wise. And, I, and, and for me, I think there's a lot of messianic weight that you're going to see in Proverbs that people, that, that people can, it's, it's that we can see that Jesus is wise, that Jesus was the wise Messiah coming. And that when we see the son of David, if this is, if this, if, if Jesus is the, if Jesus is the son of David, as he's mentioned all throughout scripture and God is our King. Well, Paul talks about how we are not only now children of God, but now heirs that we will reign with God. And so these are, again, how I kind of painted it was, these are going to be instructions for us of how do we how do we begin to be wise as believers? Because we don't want to be dumb. We don't no, want to, we no, don't want to no be ignorant. Yeah, yeah. We, we want to make sure that we make right decisions. And again, it's, it's, but it's more than just a moral theism. It's more than just, I need to right. serve God to do the right thing. I want to serve God because I want to serve the creator of the world who is all-knowing. I want to serve the one and love the one who gave everything to me. Again, just as this son wants to please, the, as this prince or this heir will want to please Solomon, we want to please our father and serve our our king the best way that we can. And Proverbs gives us a lot of how to yeah, do wisdom, that. Wisdom, not just for the sake of wisdom, but wisdom because it, it brings glory back to. And that is the whole theme of my life and our life as believers yeah. is to bring glory to God. And so that one phrase we looked at was, let the wise hear and increase in learning. Okay. So when I hear that, as you're reading through that, and, and, and as you said that, I thought for our kids today, we use a, a shortened version of some of this and we just say things like, be teachable. Right. Be coachable. Yes. You know, all of those words are short phrases that we use with our kids because we've all known and seen kids and we've, if we, we may have even been those kids when we were younger that we knew everything and therefore didn't listen to someone who was older, wiser, and had been there and done that. Yeah. Well, the, in order, kind of where I landed with this last night from an applicable standpoint was there has to be on our side as believers a pursuit of wisdom. Yes. Absolutely. It, it does, like, I'm not born wise. No. I'm born very sinful. I'm born very fractured. Like all of everything in me wants to do the wrong thing pretty consistently. Paul says that. And so there has to be this pursuit of wisdom. And it's not like I'm, and, and wisdom is one of those things that it's never, ever attained. Like there's not, a, there's not ever on like this Like you were earth, talking about your grandpa was saying he's exactly. still learning. He's I'm still in between you and your out. grandpa in age range. You know, I'm still like, there's still things that I say or do or don't say or do in a circumstance. And I think, oh. That wasn't There's no graduation date for wisdom on earth. Like now, when I get <laughs> yeah. to this side of when I get to the other side of eternity, then that's about or that's a participation about trophy. The, I just want like, a participation I, like, trophy. I never <laughs> get to a point where I say, "Hey, you know what? The, the, the you know you've been you've been wise for twelve years. Here's a here's a here's a, here's a blue ribbon. Like that's that's not something that happened. Like so, there's there's this constant pursuit of wisdom, and again, which also it just could very easily we could talk about how that leads straight into the pursuit of the Father. Abs- well, that's that's yeah, all. That's where it goes. 
those, yeah. In, in the pursuit of Christ-likeness. Because, yes. again, if we know that God is wisdom, well, in John chapter 14, Jesus says, again, I am the way, the truth, the life. But what does he say in verse 7? He says, and to know me is to know my Father. Right. And so if God is wisdom, Jesus is wisdom. Is wisdom. Jesus embodied mm-hmm. wisdom in all that he does. Uh, and so... That's kind of, if God is wisdom, and, and as believers, we're pursuing wisdom. And again, it's not, let me sit down and read this, you know, encyclopedia to get so wise. <laughs> Part of that is it. But, you know, I've my, my, I've, my dad's dad, another granddad. But we all have known people. You can go back in history and look like, for people that can have a, they can win at Trivial Pursuit, but they can fail at life. You can make some really bad you know, decisions. Right. Like in terms of how do you, again, and right. some of the things that Proverbs deals with, dealing with people, dealing with conflict, dealing with these different kind of coping mechanisms for all of life. Absolutely. Uh, Again, some advice on how do I be a godly woman? Like, how do I, I mean, like those, obviously, like, that's not necessarily for me. I'm not trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure out how to be a godly woman. No, I just want to be a godly man. (laughs) You got to Proverbs 31. (laughs) But like trying to, I mean, there is some practical sides of how to be uh, an heir that is not necessarily worth the throne because I'm not worth the throne, but how am I, how am I to be an heir that is worthy, that even touches the garment of, of the Father's worthiness, knowing that as I never attain wisdom, I'm never going to attain that worthiness. Like, I know that, I recognize that, but I want to, in my even in my sin, in my fractured nature, want to pursue holiness, want to pursue righteousness, pursue wisdom, pursue Christ-likeness in the things that I do. And that's kind of what we're implementing like with our student ministry of, it's more than just doing right and wrong. It's not it's, moral. It's not yeah. It's not about morality. Yeah. And that's the thing that like so, like something, so many people use to kind of diss Christianity is like, well, I, you know. Well, when they're young, when they're very little and all they can understand is yes and no and do this or don't do this, when they're very little, you're teaching them morality. But as they grow, you're wanting that to evolve and turn into where all of a sudden they realize why. I'm trying to do that. Yeah, it's because of the uh, because of God, because of the plan of redemption. You want them to for for it to evolve from something that I do this because mommy and daddy says mm-hmm. yes or no into the heavenly Father is where my ultimate goal stands. Eternity is where all of this goes into. And you know, and, and and I use that that kind of depiction a lot with our students. Is like if you've got a curfew and and, and you are there. If your curfew is 11 and you meet there at like 10:59. You're there, and you're you know you want mom, mom and dad said this, but if I'm like there at nine o'clock because I don't want to go to a place that I know there's gonna be something bad, and I know there's something I shouldn't be there, like it's much more it's it's a much deeper relationship and a much deep, deeper action of love to do the quote unquote right thing, but it's to please the father and the mother than it is to just be scared of the consequences. The kind of legalism we yeah. saw in the Pharisees and Sadducees and so, when we go back and it's read. It's so much more yeah. than just right or wrong. It's about bringing glory and pleasing the one that we serve, the one who gave his because all Because I us. love him. Absolutely. And understand my place in submission to him. And so if we know that God defines wisdom, God says what wisdom is, and we're going to see that in Proverbs, that there has to be in these first few verses that we increase in instruction there is this person that word of increase there's a pursuit of wisdom there's a moving pursuit in this we don't just wake up and attain it one day uh and then knowing that jesus is wisdom like it's not an iq status it's not money it's not popularity because you know solomon had those things but that's not what he writes a book about he writes about being wise and often we're looking at this a lot essentially throughout proverbs is that wise person woman of wise and the fool yeah 
And we look at that. We look at that. The word "the fool" a lot, and, and all of that is is based on the fool makes decisions that are pursuing self and pursuing mm-hmm. what that fool wants, and then the wise person are things that are pursuing. And, and, and what Solomon's case is talking about kingliness, but we're pursuing our king. And how often do I find myself playing the fool? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, do, I, I mean, I, you know, it's kind of. I think about Paul. You know. One of these days when God releases me from this body of death where I keep failing and messing up no matter how much I pursue or want to do the other. But that process of walking through life and learning together, how did the kids respond after you started the introduction? Did you get talked to any of them much? I didn't get to talk to from some response from our small group leaders. I think, again, this in just week one, this concept of wisdom is maybe more than just being smart. I think it's going to be something I'm going to continually going to have to hammer and drive home. Until they understand And hopefully it. we're doing this for like, you know, six, seven, eight weeks. And so I hope that we're going to have some time to, to dive in and do that. Um, but they were still kind of, as it's expected, we're going to have to see some more evidence played out over these chapters of seeing how the, it, the my tag is Proverbs, wisdom embodied. First and foremost, how God and Jesus embody this wisdom, how they are wise. They mm-hmm. are the wisdom that we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some applicable ways of how we can do that, not in pursuit of wisdom, but in pursuit of Christ-likeness. Um, and so, and helping them to shake the labels that they have fallen into, because as we know, in, in, in especially here in American culture, I, I'm not as familiar around the world, but what we see is that the, the kids kind of label themselves like yeah. I am the smart one or I'm not the smart one. I'm the band but, kid. I'm the athlete. I'm the, the yeah. I'm the yeah, jock. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, the yeah, yeah. you know I'm the nerd. Whatever it is, you know. But 30 years from now, those labels will not matter. Mm-hmm. Nearly, goodness. In, in I mean, you know, four years, they're really not going to matter. Yeah, you're outside of those boundaries that kind of get placed on you when we're stuck together in a forced environment with a certain number of kids for all these years. Yeah. You know, through school, and but they've got to be able to step outside of that. And I, you know, I'm hoping that as they go through that, they begin to understand the one that just because I'm not acing every test and I'm not going to be in the top ten of the class when Doesn't I, mean I'm when not I graduate, it's not the same as yeah, wisdom. That not. you know, you can have a, a really super great um, discipline on yourself and you can study and study and you can make all A's and then you can go out and you know rule the world and become leader of a corporation and then all of a sudden you can turn around and um, find yourself being a thief you can yeah, I mean, you, you know you I can, can be, be I can be really smart and rich and have a high IQ but treat people like dirt yeah and absolutely. so one of the things Proverbs talk about is how do we treat people like how does the king treat his subjects like that's kind of a lot of this stuff is again and we talk with our students because again you think smart or you think whatever like money and even what Solomon had money and fame and high IQ and like all the wives and all the riches and all these things and it and never satisfied no and I so mean like, you can read any of his writings and find that that was not where he found satisfaction just like for the soul. in his life it can in our students life and in my life and in our lives it could all amount to nothing if I don't pursue God, if I don't pursue God, and there's not this pursuit of, in the wisdom of God, because God delights in me, mm-hmm. like God, like God mm-hmm. wants a relationship with me, just like I should draw near to Him in that, because of what His Son did for me on the cross, and so He wants us to. He, I mean, He wants us as believers to follow Him, it's to pursue just, Him, right? And it's just like when you look at the Ten Commandments; these are not boundaries on your life because God's trying to make it difficult or hard. These are the boundaries He put in place to give you the best and. and, and Tom told me this years ago that, you know, he's he's helping us to find the best possible life in a fallen world mm-hmm. is within these boundaries that yeah. he's given us a behavior in life. You know, the best possible thing you can find is going to be found in, in those things. It's not because he's trying to deny you 
good things. He's trying to help you find them in a place in a world where your heart and everybody else is full. Well, of and sin. sometimes what I define as a good thing and what God knows is bad for me are very are two oh, different things. Wow, and I really hate when he I really hate when he plays that card. Like <laughs> yeah. I really don't like it. Yeah. And, you know, because like if God gave me a bunch of money, guess what? I would be so, I I would be in so much trouble. Like it would be yes. so bad. So there's I guess that's I don't know if that's why God has me broke right now, but like maybe that's I know if I had a lot of money, I'd blow it. Like, really, <laughs> I would not. Let's just say I would not be wise with my money. How about yes, that? Yes. Talk about proverbs. I would yes. not be wise with my money. Uh, and so that's kind of that's the definition. That's how I want everything in our student ministry to be focused. Is there is a pursuit of God, and this is just a pursuit of one aspect of who God is, of how God mm-hmm. is the wise King, yeah. uh, and how Jesus is the wise Messiah. And well, this is just a specific what about an ancient king? What, how does an ancient king's words apply to us today? Yeah. How does that fit? How does his wisdom is it going to apply to a teenager's life in twenty first century America? Mm-hmm. You know, how does that work? And all of a sudden, they'll they'll see that they'll see. And I hope you have, and we'll be praying for, of course, that they'll have those eye-opening moments where it's like that light bulb goes off above the head. I hope so. And something even just for my sake, like I want to, when I always heard Proverbs, I always thought of it as like, you know, these are, you know, Jesus, Jesus, E. Aesop's fables. These are kind of cool, funny (laughs) things to say. But then I realized like, maybe there's, just like most of scripture, maybe there, maybe this is pointing to something bigger here. Maybe this is pointing to something more than just, hey, these are, you know, uh, Here's a woman that you. Here's a you good know, practical thing yeah, to live like, by. Yeah, marry a woman like this, or you know, beat your kids, or you know, <laughs> don't <laughs> be don't be prideful. Like stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, yes, okay, yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> but then again, all different quote unquote belief systems have good morals. And so to me, I think I want to look at Proverbs and let our students look at Proverbs with more than just, this is how to be a good person. Mm-hmm. This is how we pursue Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think, again, that's a flip. Or that's a switch that flips, and it has to. And it's and that's what separates, again, not us from them, but it, it's what makes Jesus king. And, and, and one of the many things that makes Jesus king, it makes everything else fall to the wayside. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I hopefully within these next few weeks we'll grow, and, and even I'll grasp have a better understanding for Proverbs. Uh, and, and, again, how pointing how this particular book and all books and chapters in Scripture come together to point to Jesus as the Messiah and everything and after came from. is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, we're excited about that. I hope that that continues, and you hope over the next few weeks we may pick up, keep talking about Proverbs. We may not. <laughs> we just we don't know right we now. Have, we really don't know. So <laughs> Just in case um, you're wondering, we're winging it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So anyways, uh, we'll catch you guys next week on another church podcast. I'm not ripping off Fashion Tom. It's his thing, but go serve your king. This has been Not Another Church Podcast with your host, Pastor Tom. Thanks for listening, and go serve your king.